Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. I want to share something with you that you can remember. Because, you know, it's, it's redundancy that gets it into me. Amen. Saying something over and over again. And we've been talking about biblical love. And I hope that's something you never forget. And we said biblical love is doing good for another person no matter how I feel about them. Amen, everybody? Amen. And so, and we said, you know, one of the ways we practice biblical love is by asking the question, what good can I do today? And so today I want to show you this sign that's coming up on the screen uh, this 55 miles per hour sign. See that? See, see the MPH on the bottom down there? And so what does that mean, everybody? Miles per hour, right? And so we all know that. So when we see that sign, what it is, it says that this 55 miles per hour, the speed limit, it means that if, if we don't go faster than that, then probably in this area, if everybody obeys this sign, then we're traffic's going to flow smoothly. Well, there's people like you and me that don't obey those signs. Okay, so let's just go ahead and get that cleared up right now, okay? So there, there's times that I do not obey that sign and go faster than I should, and, and you as well. And, uh, but, what, what, but when we obey it, the rule, the, the thinking is that if we can just all do that, what is set on that sign and make our speed, that the top speed, then, then things will sm- flow smoothly. And I just want to share with you the MPH, miles per hour, is a suggestion, not a suggestion, it's actually the law. Well, there's another, there's another principle of MPH that I want to share with you today. There's a, there's a principle of MPH that will help you when it comes to changing your life and the lives of other people around you. And so I'd like to suggest to you another meaning for the MPH, and that is this. MPH stands for this, meet people pray with people, help people. Let's say that together. You ready? Come on. MPH, meet people, pray with people, help people. That's what this means. Meet people, pray with people, help people. MPH. And so I want to challenge you to remember that the rest of your life is that we want to meet people, pray with people, and help people. MPH. So I pray that every time that you see a speed limit sign that has MPH on the bottom, instead of you thinking miles per hour, you think, oh, I know what I need to do. I need to meet people, pray with people, and help people. That's, that's my hope today is that that will happen with you, as you'll remember that. So, so I want to talk to you about how to share your faith in Jesus, because the world needs Jesus. Amen, everybody? Now, if we really believe the world needs Jesus, we must understand it's our responsibility to share him with them, okay? They're not just going to get it without us. God chose to use us. So I want to go through these uh, letters with you, and I want us to fill this uh, outline out. And again, I hope that you will always remember MPH, meet people, pray with people, and what, everybody? Help people. Let's try it again. You ready? Meet people, pray with people, Help people, MPH, remember that. So let's start off with the letter M. So if you haven't guessed by now, the fill-in is meet people. We want to meet people. 
I want to share with you, as we start this off, I want to show you how that Jesus showed this to us. And the way that he showed it to us was through the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. This is one of the greatest miracles in the Bible. It's recorded in all four Gospels. It's one of the few miracles that are recorded in all four Gospels. But it was so, so mind-blowing that all the writers, uh, that God had every one of them write it down, what MPH was. You know, like through the, uh, through the feeding of the 5,000, that we get this example. And again, I want to take you right through this story today. And we're going to learn about how that Jesus showed us how to do MPH. So I take you to this, this scenery now. It, it, Jesus has been teaching and, and then John, he's heard news about John the Baptist, how John the Baptist, his cousin basically has been, has been beheaded and, and how that uh, he heard that news. So he got in a boat with his followers and he gets in, he, he goes across the lake uh, and he gets to the other side. And as he goes across what's called the, the lake or the Sea of Galilee, it's some miles, but the crowd has heard that he's coming. When he lands there, the crowd is great, and Jesus begins again to minister to the people. Now, watch what happens. It says this in Matthew 14 and 1. It says, when Jesus had landed, he saw a large crowd, and then look at this next statement. He had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. The first thing I want you to understand is that when Jesus saw the crowd, his heart went out to them. And so when he did that, he began to meet the people. He did not ignore the people. He did not uh, act like they wasn't there. He didn't get mad at the people. He met the people. And what I want you to know is this, is that he didn't ignore them. He had conversations with them and he said hello to them. We need in our culture today a lesson on how to meet people because we become so isolated and the world has made it all about that you don't need anybody, just, just take care of your own business and leave everybody else alone. And that's why that we see the suicide rate going through the roof because we need people, amen everybody? We need people in our life. And the way we get new people in our life is we have to meet people. And so let me just give you a few guidelines about meeting people. When you meet someone, you want to meet someone or you see someone, the first thing you need to do is say hello or greet them. Would you agree with that? Now, a greeting comes with a proper distance. When someone gets within about 10 feet of you, that's the time that you say hello. You know, how are you? When they're 50 feet away and you say, hey, how you doing? It's a little overwhelming. Amen? And let me just say this to you, when you're meeting people and they're, you've never met them before, they don't, need a, they don't need a hug from you, they need a hello from you. Amen, everybody? When you meet a person for the first time, they need, hello, how are you? They do not need, come here, let me hug you. They don't know who you are, you freak them out. Years ago, when Rhonda and I come to this church in, in 1995, there was a lady that greeted us for the first time when we walked in our church when it was in Forest Park. We were the pastors, you know, we just come in. We were actually coming in to interview. Here I am, 26 years old. Had a lot of hair back then. <laughs> walked into those doors and when we did, a lady greeted us. And the way that she greeted us was she, we walked in the door and she reached out. I thought she was going to hug me, but she didn't. She grabbed my face and she kissed me right there. She planted one right on me. 
And I just want you to know, I was like, wow, this is weird. I thought maybe they told her that it was me coming and, uh, you know, it was just special for me. The next Sunday uh, that we come, you know, we actually was accepted as a pastor of the church and we come. My father-in-law come with us to hear this, you know, it was our first Sunday. He was excited for us. And so he come and when he walked in the door, she grabbed him and she planted one on him. He said, Jeff, I want to tell you something. He said, I'm coming back to your church every week. He said, I got more sugar today than I've had in three weeks at my house. <laughs> but I want to tell you, we had to have a conversation. That's too much, everybody. That's too much. And so, listen, some people just need a hello. How are you? That's what most, when you meet a new person, that's what they need. They don't need you to hug them. They need a hello. How are you? And so, it's amazing to me how that uh, how that Jesus, when he met these people, he was interested in them. That's what meeting people is all about, is being interested in them instead of trying to be interesting. You know, um, we've learned over the last couple of weeks, I've shared this with you, that when you want people to, to, when you want to be interested in people, you ask them questions. And you ask them questions like this. The question is, tell me more. Or you make that statement, tell me more. And so what that does, when you say, tell me more, it gets them to tell you more about them and what's going on in their life. And we have a guy that's been on our staff here for almost 25 years. His name is Joey Oliver. Matter of fact, yeah, yeah, many of you don't know him. Yes. Joey makes all of our stuff that happens that you see visually or the online. He does a lot of things around here that makes this all work. And, uh, but Joey is one of those people like, man, he, you will be with him just a little while and he's going to be interested in you. I mean, it's just like, wow. He'll ask you a question. How are things going? If, and if there's something good that, that's going on in your life, he'll say, that's so fantastic. I mean, he's just like in it with you. And if it's something that's not been good, he'll say, oh, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. And he'll look at you and say, but how are you doing? And man, before you know it, you tell this guy your whole life story. I think Joey, uh, Joey Oliver knows more about us around here than anybody else because he's just that way. And man, he just draws it right out of you. I just want to tell you that Jesus was interested in people and he's interested in you. And I just want to stop right here and tell you this, that, uh, that if you feel like you're all alone today, I want to introduce you to my friend who's always interested in you. Listen, I'm not always interested in you because I'm always interested in me. And so are you interested in you, amen? And sometimes, sometimes I have to really think, okay, I gotta be interested in them where Jesus is always interested in you, amen, everybody? And so right now, I just wanna give you an opportunity to know my friend Jesus who changed my life and who is with me 24 hours a day and he's always interested in me and that gives me peace. And if you'd like to know him today, and you like to meet him, the way you do that is you just ask him to come in your life and save you. So right now, would you just bow your heads with me? And if this is you, I want to pray this prayer today. And I just want you to say it in your mind after me. And Jesus is going to save you. He'll be your savior and your friend. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to do your will. Forgive me of everything I've done wrong. And Jesus, be my friend. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people who just prayed that prayer?
Listen, those of you that prayed the prayer today, whether online or in the room, just check the box. I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. I want to send you something in the mail that will help you on your journey. So please do that. And thank God. Listen, over the last three months, we've had about 60 or 70 people give their life to Jesus Christ. Can we say praise God for that? Amen. Amen. So remember what we're saying, MPH, everybody, let's say it together. You ready? Meet people, pray with people, help people. Let's try it again. You ready? Meet people, pray with people, help people. So let's go to the next part. So Jesus has landed on, uh, he's landed, the crowd's there, he's had compassion on them. So the next letter is P, is pray with people. Look what it says here. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Now look at what people say, just like you and I would say. He says this, send the crowd away. That's what, the pe- that's what his disciples said. Jesus, he, they said, listen, get rid of them. It's time for them to go home. That's enough. <laughs> Sound like me and you, doesn't it? So they can go to the village and buy for themselves food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. (laughs) They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Well, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And and, And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and two fish and looking to heaven, he gave what, everybody? You know what he gave? Jesus said a prayer. He gave thanks. He gave a a prayer of thanks. He said a prayer. What I want you to know is this, is that those disciples had their eyes on on the two fish and the five loaves of bread. Has anybody, does anybody know what it means to to have soul food? Does anybody like soul food, everybody? Oh yeah, come on somebody. (laughs) Hallelujah, we just got hungry right now, didn't we? That's right. I love, I love, matter of fact, you give me, give me a Pepsi in about 10 minutes and I can care, tear some fried chicken up. Amen. That's right. Some of you that don't know what the Pepsi is, just wait, it's coming. But, but why, why was the disciples wanting to send the crowd away? Because they had their eyes on some soul food as well. They had their eyes on two fried catfish and five Huff's puppies. They weren't those hush puppies, amen? And see, they said, hey, we're already going to get a little bit because there, there's 12 of us and, and, and there's only two fish and five loaves of bread. We're going to be hungry because that's not a lot. And see, see, they had their eyes on the wrong thing, but, but Jesus had his eyes on soul food and, and soul food is praying for people, everybody. It's praying for people. Prayer feeds the soul. And I would just tell you this, that when you meet people, and people that are discouraged and are, are down or they share something with you that it's a, it's a concerning matter to them, I want to challenge you, stop right there and say a prayer. Stop right there and say a prayer. Because you see, powerful prayers don't have to be loud. Amen? Amen. And powerful prayers don't have to be long. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? We, th- we think, it, you know, we, we've been trained to think it's not powerful. If it's not loud and it's not long, then it can't be right. No, 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 no. You don't have to draw attention to yourself. Say a short, quick prayer, no matter where you are. 
When you're there, say a short, quick prayer and pray for them because there's power. A quick, short prayer is a powerful prayer. Amen, everybody? The Bible says this in James 5, 16. Look what he says. He says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Now look at this. The earnest, the word earnest means sincere. The earnest or sincere prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Listen, I, was, I went to uh, lunch with one of our pastors here, Bob Holstead. He pastors in uh, Eastside Baptist Church. And we went to lunch one day. And as, as the server come to the table, Bob, who's a much more godlier man than I am, I can tell you that. And I, I, I sit there, he said to the server, he said, hey, we're about to pray a blessing over our food. Is there anything that we could pray for you about? And I thought to myself, now how unholy am I? I why have I never thought about that? I'm just like, hey, I'll take a water or a sweet tea and just bring it on. No, this godly man said, oh, wait a minute. And you know what shocked me? That man that was serving us that day opened his heart up and he began to share some things that I would have never would imagine someone would share that was on his heart. And Bob said, okay, sir, said, we're going to pray for you. And as we were saying our blessing that day, we said a short prayer for that young man. And because I'm... I'm a slow learner, but I'm a learner. Is it now when, when Rhonda and I go to dinner? I try to every time when that server comes say, listen, we're going to say the blessing. Is there anything that we could pray for you about? And what's amazed me is what people will share with you that's on their heart. And you know what? The other day someone says, listen, I got an English exam tomorrow. I need prayer. <laughs> and let me tell you something. They meant it. And we prayed for that English exam. But also the other day, I was at another restaurant and I asked that question. A young lady said, please pray for me. I'm in a domestic situation. I have a boyfriend that's trying to kill me and I'm trying to get a restraining order. Would you please pray that I can get this restraining order? See, it's the quick, powerful prayer that changes things. Amen, everybody? And so what I want you to know is I want you to meet people and what everybody? Pray. pray with people. And that's why it's on your outline, on this card. Would you check it, please, everybody, so we can pray for you this week. I will do my best to share a prayer with others. A quick, powerful prayer. You say, Pastor Jeff, I don't know how to pray. Yes, you do. You know how to talk. Yes, you do. And if you just say, dear God, help them. Amen. That's it. Remember, powerful prayer is not long and it doesn't have to be loud. No, it's just short. And if it's sincere, dear God, help them. In the name of Jesus, it's done. It's done. And the Father hears it and he responds. And you know what? Many days when you forgot all about it, heaven's still working on it. Amen, everybody? Oh, this is getting good, isn't it? You know why? Because we're going to MPH everybody. What are we going to do? We're going to... That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Because we're a church that love is building. Amen? Amen? Isn't this good? I mean, like, you can actually do this. Isn't this great? Yeah. You can do this on your job tomorrow, this afternoon. When you go to lunch today, whoo, there's going to be a lot of people prayed for today. Amen? Amen? 
So, letter H. The letter H that I would like to share with you is help people. You, of course, figure that out. Again, look at our story. Jesus landed. He had compassion on the people. Then the disciples said after they were there, like, hey, get rid of them. Jesus said, no, you feed them. And now we've realized that we've got two fish and we got five loaves of bread. And then there's 5,000 people, men, 5,000 men that are there beside the women and children. And we got to feed them. And look what happens here. He says, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking to heaven, up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to who, everybody? Oh, did you just see that? See, they wanted to send him away. Go away, get away. Now Jesus said, no, you're going to serve them. No, 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 no. I can hear them saying, God, we just want to get rid of them and go. And now he's telling us we got to serve them. Look what he says. Here we go. Sounds just like us, doesn't it? All right, here it goes. And he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to who? Did you see just what happened there? Jesus broke the bread and he handed it to them and said, okay, now you give it to these 5,000 people. He broke the fish and said, now you give it to these 5,000 people. The 5,000 men beside the women and children, so there's probably 15 or 20,000 people there. And so they gave, Jesus gave that little bit to them. And as he gave that little bit to them, then they's like, can't you imagine being the disciples saying, well, I just got this little piece of bread and you want to feed these many people with it. You've got to be crazy. And many times we look at the gifts that we have and there's so many people that are in need and guess what we say? Well, you know what? We got so little, you gotta be crazy. But let me tell you something. Little is much when God is in it. Amen, everybody? Oh, I'm about to preach. Watch, let let me tell you. Can you imagine being one of those disciples and and, and all of a sudden you've got this piece of fish. I mean, you've got a piece of fish and you you break it off and you hand it to somebody and think, well, this is going to be the last time. And you say, you're going to be the last one. And you hand it to them and look at it again. It's right back in your hand again. And you give it to somebody and it grows right back. You give it to somebody and it grows right back. It's a miracle of God. Look what the Bible says. Look what it says. They all ate. Would you say that, everybody? They all ate. Hallelujah. They all had some soul food. Those fried catfish and five hush puppies went a long way. They all ate and were satisfied. (coughs) And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides who, everybody? The people were only healed of hunger when the disciples helped them and fed them. The people were, the people, the people were only healed of hunger when the disciples helped them with the food. You see, they they needed healing. They were hungry. Let me tell you something. When I'm hungry, I need some help and I need healing. Amen? And food is healing. Amen? Because my stomach, as soon as it gets food, it's like, oh, I'm good now. But before then, it's like, oh, it's bad shape. 
food was healing. What I want you to also notice is this, is this, is that every time you help someone, you are bringing healing to someone. Helping is healing. Did you hear that, everybody? When you help someone and you meet a need in their life, you are bringing healing to that person because they were in need. They were hurting, but you brought healing. Another thing I want you to realize is, is every time you help someone, you're bringing healing to someone. Helping is healing. So that's why we're saying, what good can I do? But watch this. The food never run out as long as the disciples were giving it out. Hold, you you didn't hear that. The food never ran out as long as the disciples were giving it out. I believe they could have fed the whole region if they'd kept giving it out. But the moment they stopped giving it out, the food ran out. It is the same thing with you and with me. When we, when you share, when you help people, you see, when you share love, you love returned. When you share money, money's returned. When you, when you share a compliment, a compliment is returned. It's amazing what you give out, how it keeps coming back. And so many people are saying, well, that never happens to me. I'll tell you why it never happens to you, because you stop giving it out. When you stop giving, you stop the source. The Bible says it this way, Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. Jesus said this, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. All right, this is in your outline. You ready? Here it is. Look what it says. Sharing is caring. Caring is helping. Helping is healing. You see that, everybody? Here we go. Let's get it. Here we go. Sharing is caring. Caring is helping. Helping is healing. If you want to, every healing starts when someone shares. Sharing is caring. Caring is helping. And helping is healing. That's why next Saturday, we'll be doing Serve Saturday. Next Saturday. I want you to sign up. I want you to come. We'll be at the food pantry. Why? Because caring, sharing is caring. Caring is helping and helping is healing. We'll be be working with those people. There's there's kids that don't have anything to eat on the weekend. And there's a a ministry work we're working with called Lunchbox for Children. You'll see this in your program. We're going to go down and help them in their area of ministry. And then we're going to be on the square. We're going to be praying for people. Why? Because sharing is caring, caring is helping, and helping is healing. That's why we're doing that. I want you to come out and be a part of that. Be a part of that. I want to share something with you. Let's go over this one more time before I share this last thing with you. Ready? Come on. Here we go. MPH is what? Oh, let's see how good you are. You ready? Here we go. Let's mix it up. <laughs> MPH is one, everybody. Meet people, praying with people, helping people. Amen, everybody. You got it. You got it. There was a group of missionaries 
in the 1800s, they were called one-way missionaries. Before they would set out and go on their journey, they would have their coffin built. Their coffin would be built. They would pack their belongings in their coffin because they knew that once they left, they were never returning. And again, they were called one-way missionaries. There was a missionary by the name of A.W. Milan. He actually was one of these one-way missionaries. He was headed to the Hebrides in the South Pacific. It was an island there where every missionary before him, as soon as they landed and got settled, that the tribal leaders would kill him. Everyone had been martyred. And he knew that he probably was going to die. But that's all right. He'd already died to himself. And he went anyways. He landed on the island and they didn't kill him immediately. He was shocked. He began, to, he began to share Jesus. And before you know it, God gave him favor with tribal leaders. And before you know, they, they, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ began to, to grow among those tribes. And for 35 years, he lived there and he shared the gospel with these tribal leaders. And with all of these tribes, the whole island was converted and the islands around were converted to Jesus Christ. When he died, they buried him right in the center of their community. And those islanders, those natives, had a sign made up for his tombstone. It said this, when he came, there was no light. But when he left, there was no darkness. When he came, there was no light. But when he left, there was no darkness. I don't know what you want said about your life. But I'm not giving my life for a church that wants to do nothing. I'm not giving my life for a church that, that wants to live their life selfishly I've given my life for a church and a community that when when our time is up that they would say of us that when they came there was no light but because of them and everything God did through them and how they loved us and cared for us now there's no darkness in our community it's changed here why because God is using us The question is, will you be the light or will you continue to put out the light? You're being challenged today by the Holy Spirit of God. It's not me. It's God that's looking you right in the eye today and say, will you stand up? Will you be the man or woman that I'm calling you to be? And will you love the people around you by meeting, meeting people, praying with people, helping people? It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. And when we leave, there will be no darkness. Amen. The Holy Spirit of God is calling you. You have this card. 
this friend day card. Would you, would you take that out? Everybody hold it. Everybody stand with us. This card represents somebody that's in darkness. Somebody's in darkness. We're doing everything we can to help you. We're paying for their meal and we're paying for your meal. If you invite them and you take them to lunch, why do we want you to do that? Because we want you to MPH. We want you to meet people and pray with people and help people. Why? Because sharing is caring and caring is helping and helping is healing. Helping dispels darkness, everybody. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.